0: You are listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast.
1: Sections of it are highly used, but that section,
2: no, but
1: that section we went on is not is not used. uh, I don't think it's very often. Yeah,
2: the econ definitely, and and that's probably just worn down from people being on it all the time. They probably don't even have to maintain anything really that (laughs) much. I mean, they got to build the the little walkways and stuff they have going over.
1: The walkways are super cool. I don't know if
2: it's... So
1: neat. <laughs> and we we actually got to maintain one, so it was kind of fun on our hike. We had, um when we did our trail uh, maintenance with the Florida Trail, we had replaced this giant beam that had rotted out. So it was kind of fun when we went back on our hike, say, hey, there's that, that beam we replaced. <laughs> right?
0: That was Water Bear and Honeybee, also known as the Sunshine State Seekers, and in real life as chris and chelsea stevens they are avid outdoor enthusiasts taking to trails on land and water campsites both front and backcountry, and enjoying the outdoor life almost every weekend year round in florida i think the first time i came across a photo of them on instagram was on one of their paddling explorations in the state having met while geocaching a few years ago they've now become passionate day and section hikers along the florida trail and other public lands throughout florida More recently, they have become Granite Gear Groundskeeper Ambassadors for 2019. If you listened to the episode with Coldilocks, you've heard her talk a bit about the premise behind the program. But if not, I will put a link in the show notes for you to catch up on the work the group is doing. We're well into through hiker season for 2019, and it has been a joy to follow everybody on the Florida Trail so far this year. In fact, it has made me quite jealous a few times, too. I've been keeping an eye on a few people already as potential future guests, but if you're a hiker this season and want to come on the podcast to talk about your journey, please drop me an email at orangeblazepodcast.gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at orangeblazepodcast. For show notes and podcast archives, you can listen at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com or find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Happy hiking and I look forward to seeing more of your trail adventures. Now, on to the episode with the Sunshine State Seekers.
2: So, you, you threw hike the trail a while ago huh
3: yeah it feels like the ancient days <laughs> um yeah it was 2011 so it feels like it's been it's been it's been a while it has been a while
2: yeah. yeah I'm starting to try to formulate a plan um to section hike it or at least get like a um, thousand miles we calculated the other day um, that we've done about like 40 linear miles <laughs> <laughs>
1: We've done a lot of hiking, but only that on the trail, hold on.
3: Well, I mean, that's kinda like us. We would do like little pieces here and there. We never thought about doing any kind of big section until after we did the AT and then it was like, Oh, we could do the Florida Trail. And I remember reading like back in the mid two thousands reading trail journals and there was like, you know, three people (laughs) on a trail journal every year. So it's it's quite a lot different now.
1: All right. It looks like we're all set up now,
3: so. Okay, great. All right. Well, yeah, thanks you guys for being game to come on the podcast to talk. Um, I, you know, talk to through hikers, but I also want to talk to, you know, people like you who are day hikers and section hikers, um, because that's who's primarily using the Florida trails. So I'd like to get y'all's perspective too. Yeah. Um, Maybe you want to introduce yourselves. I mean, um people probably heard you on the hiker episode a few weeks ago. Um, but maybe they haven't listened to that, but they don't know who you are. So mm. just start from there.
1: I'm uh Chelsea and my trail name is um honey Bee, And this is
2: Chris. <laughs> trail name is Waterbee.
1: And uh yeah, we we um met a couple years ago and uh Pretty much just fell in love on the Florida Trail. He introduced me to it and um, I, I gave him his hiker name from our first hike. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like your, uh, that.
3: Well, why don't we start from there? Like, how did you get that name? Because I think a lot of people don't really know what a water bear is.
1: You want to um, start? <laughs>
2: that's what it was. Yeah, uh, immediately gave me the nickname Water Bear after tardigrades, which are the, uh,
3: the little microscopic characters
1: you know. <laughs> that can live anywhere.
2: I trying to, try to describe them, but yeah. Um, anyway, it's, it's kind of evolved from there, and then I started calling her Honeybee. It's, it's actually kind of funny. There's a song, the artist uh, Father John Misty, that has a song, Honeybee.
1: Honey Bear. So <laughs> it was a combination. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so it was a, kind of a goofy little thing that we made little names and then. It turned into our trail lanes, as well, so and but
1: the, I got yours from our first hike, which you should talk about
2: oh okay <laughs>
1: water,
2: <laughs> which was not a water bear, it was a. It's a, a it was Florida, an Florida actual black
1: Florida black bear experience
2: <laughs> the, the Seminole state forest actually the Florida trail runs right through there, seven or so miles. Um, we were out there just geocaching, uh, driving around a little bit and we went to go find a, a geocache late in the evening as the sun was setting and it was starting to sprinkle. It was summertime, right? And um, we kind of got a little bit lost out there. Wasn't wasn't carrying the uh, navigation equipment we should have. I had a crappy little app on my phone that had an arrow facing behind us to try to find our way out of the woods, <laughs> which the ge- geocache didn't even find. <laughs> but um, coming out of the... the out of the forest and, and I walked up to a pine tree about five feet or me five feet in front of me. And uh I heard in the tree like a <laughs> sound and it sounded like uh, vultures taking off in the trees, like you hear they they get pretty loud sometimes. It was a very similar sound to that. Uh, and I looked up straight up into this tree and it was the, the bear shimmying down the tree, grabbing onto it and going <clears> throat> throat> as you Oh my gosh. Big, huge black bear. We were like, holy crap. Backed up and <laughs> I, I, I almost went to run. And, and Chelsea reminded me that that's not the best idea. <laughs> and he sat at the bottom of the tree for a second, looked at us all goofy, and took off into the palmettos. But
3: that's crazy. That
2: was one of our, That was our first hiking. Yeah, our Sunday,
1: first so hike together. We were like,
2: this is going to be a good team. <laughs> that's yeah, crazy.
1: I had class even though we got lost and. Almost
2: mauled to death. Yeah. <laughs> we did have a great time. We have every time
1: since. So. Well, and that's what I like. You guys were
3: geocachers before you really came to hiking on the Florida Trail. At least, at least for you, Chelsea. I mean, I don't know, Chris, what your your history of the Florida Trail um, knowledge is, but because that's kind of how we were. We were geocachers for many years before we really even you know thought about hiking or just going out for hikes without <laughs> without looking for things in the woods so
2: that's the thing and geocaching i definitely introduced me to public lands in general and and they would take you to places where you wouldn't even know it existed and then once i started getting out into the state forests and state state parks and stuff i think state parks a little more uh, most people know about those but you get into state forests and other public lands and then find out you've got this this big long trail that that runs these these uh, public lands and again it was geocaching that brought me out and there in the first place I was always kind of outdoorsy but not enough to go bushwhacking in the woods and stuff like that like some of these crazy geocaches make you do but uh...
1: no and I actually it was more the opposite I uh, I lived in Oregon for a few years and I started hiking there a lot um, and I just go out on my own and it was when geocaching first started and I kind of got into it a little bit at the time, but it was before it's, uh, it was a little harder to do. When yeah. it started, <laughs> And I didn't know anybody else who did it, even though it started up there. Um, so I dabbled in it a bit and then moved here and then started doing it again for a few years and then stopped a while. And then when I met him, I got way more into it again. And he taught me like, I knew about all the trails and dip and, uh, different public lands, but I didn't know the differences between a state park and state forest and water management district. And so he's taught me, taught me all the differences and who manages everything and how many different annual passes we have to, (laughs) to to access them all without um, having to have cash on us everywhere we go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is exactly the same thing, sort of
3: thing, You know, looking on a map and realizing how much well, a Florida has so many green spaces that um, people don't realize that they can they can go hiking on, and that was eye opening to me from geocaching. And um, yeah, and we were probably some of the people at one point in time who put out those really hard bushwhacking caches.
2: I love those ones; they're our favorite. The
3: the Booney Man ones are the best. Oh yeah is he Is he still putting caches out, or are they mostly his older ones?
2: Those, the ones around here are, are basically his older ones, I think. He, he moved up to North Carolina, I think, does trail maintenance on the Appalachian Trail now. Okay. But yeah, some of those still remain around here. The, the whole community around here with geocaching is um, kind of, I don't know, it's not as as active, I guess, as it was. I, I think, I don't know, the whole thing has kind of changed a little bit. But again, the it did get me, both of us, into it. Um and you were saying that the green spaces, when you, when you pull up that geocaching map, you can see all the little green boxes in the places that, that were public land. So it helped me identify the places to like, hey, check out this little park. Check out that little park. But-
3: right. So how did you guys actually meet while geocaching then?
1: Well, I uh, met him. I, I, I worked with his mother, who oh. was, uh, telling me what a great son she had that I had to meet. <laughs> <laughs> And I kept blowing her off until one day <laughs> I finally did meet him. And I think we spent the whole evening talking about kayaking and hiking and politics and <laughs> all kinds of things. And then yeah, we've been pretty much inseparable ever since he, that night, invited me to go out kayaking and hiking. And uh, yeah. earlier that week or later that week, we that's what we did. And it's just been one thing after another since then.
2: Yeah, that night. We're gonna I'm gonna go do the paddle the econ next next weekend. You wanna go?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that's great because it's not
3: too often you find two outdoorsy people who like to <laughs> who get together because it's usually one or the other that likes to be outdoors.
1: Yeah.
2: I've seen that. Yeah, we're very fortunate and realize that. So <laughs> um
3: yeah. maybe maybe you want to go back to um you know, the first time you saw that orange blaze on the Florida trail that you didn't know what it was, you thought it was a boundary marker. Can you even talk
1: about that a little bit? That was, that was me. I didn't know what they were. I just remember seeing the, uh, the marks on the trees and I work in construction and if there's a mark on a tree, it usually means they're cutting it down. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what are they doing out here? Why is, why is why is it like that? And, you know, and, uh, yeah so first i don't know why i don't i don't recall when i did hiking in oregon seeing um trail markers the way they are here painted on the trees but i could just be remembering incorrectly um and i remember and i think maybe the orange color too has made me made me think that and then uh he, he brought me out on the Florida trail. And like I said, I saw the Florida trail signs and I just assumed that just meant there's a trail in Florida right here. I had no idea. <laughs> it was one big collected, uh, linear hike throughout the state. And for some reason, and I can't tell you why, because I research everything. I never looked into it. Um, so I'm glad he, he schooled me on it. Uh, shortly after he met, he has a few of Sandra Friend's books that he, um, Lent me and we read together and everything.
2: Yeah, her Florida Trail book is awesome. The the coffee table. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And then we just got the uh, new one recently and uh, got to meet her and her husband. Had it signed by them and my kids were with us too, so that was neat. We all got to meet them.
3: Oh, that's awesome. Good. Yeah, no, I had one for older Florida Trail books and that's what we used and it wasn't even like a I almost feel like it was just a hike's around the florida trail it wasn't actually a guidebook I had, to, I had to pull it back out i think it was a blue cover um mm-hmm. but we use that quite frequently and i kind of i never like would have imagined to be like having a podcast talking to the author of this book and, <laughs> and <laughs> doing this whole thing back when i you know 15 years ago when i first fa- saw that book so mm-hmm. um no you guys you know hike as a family a lot too are your kids enjoy hiking or is it more like your? still getting them into it
1: it's both (laughs) they they ask to go hiking all the time and they always want to go out and explore and then as soon as we get out there they want us to pick them up and carry them um or they just want to start complaining about the their legs are tired and they don't you know just like a quarter mile into it and uh we took one of the um REI classes. I can't remember the gentleman's name who taught it, but he does uh, the hiking with kids class uh, for the Florida Trail, and he wrote a book, him and his sons. Um, they were the youngest ones to complete the Oh, Trail. is it the, the Umbargers? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I read, so read their we, book. Mm-hmm. We took them to REI to that class, and they were squirming the whole time and didn't act like they were listening to any of it um, and just seemed pretty bored. Um, and then shortly after we went out on a trail when my oldest daughter pretty much recanted everything she learned in the class and she was paying attention the entire time. And she, she's like, oh, let's play that game he talked about, um, which one we do often is uh, picking things we see on the trail in alphabetical order. So something oh, that you see wow. that starts with A, something that you see that starts with B. And if we do stuff like that, they they all of a sudden aren't tired anymore. They're enjoying it. Um, also, we've discovered they love taking pictures, so we give them our camera and let them take pictures and stuff like that too to keep them interested.
2: You're thinking of uh, the idea of getting cameras and having them have them with them so they can take pictures on the the trail.
1: And, yeah, getting uh, them their own cameras <laughs>
2: it is, yep. there's things you gotta do to keep them interested i mean they they do like hiking. the youngest one loves hiking um when it involves riding on your shoulders. For- <laughs> For the hike, and then, when the interesting parts are we take her down, and she looks at the flowers and i mean they they do love being in nature, so it's really cool to be able to bring them to all these these different parks and trails
1: and she calls everything hiking, so camping is called hiking, yeah. um, it's it's like hiking. anything outside is called hiking, <laughs> so sometimes I have to figure out exactly what she's asking for when she says she wants to go hiking. I love camping. It's-
3: yeah. No, I, I just appreciate seeing kids on the trail so much because I mean, you just grow up with so, you see so many kids that are afraid of the outdoors or, and they turn into adults who are afraid of the outdoors. Yeah. And, um, so when it's, when I see kids out in the wild, it's, it's like, Hey, more kids. And I actually, we were out hiking with, uh, my son was probably like only three or four months old and it's like over Thanksgiving and, you know, I had my son in like an ergo carrier and someone actually told me, he's like, he's too young to be out here. And I'm like,
0: no, this is how you
3: initiate them. (laughs) So I'm glad you guys do that.
1: People tell me that they're, you know, especially my mom, she says, you're getting too close to the water. I saw that picture (laughs) that you posted and they were right by the water and a gator's going to get them. And I, I try to give her a few statistics on, things that are far more dangerous than hiking and being outside, but (laughs) not everyone agrees. (laughs) Right.
3: Right. It's that perception. So, um, well, yeah. So let's go back to your most recent backpacking trip. Is that your first like big overnight trip on the Florida trail or have you guys done other sections?
1: We've done a few sections, um, like one nighter ones, but, um,
2: as far as Florida, as trails. far as the
1: Florida Trail, that was that was our biggest one. Um, it was kind of neat because we had his dad drive us to the drop-off point um, at the Seminole Ranch, or what was it, at fifty
2: at fifty at the at Seminole. 50, it it comes comes from,
1: uh, and we we hiked home because we lived just a few miles from the Florida Trail, <laughs> so yeah. it was kind of neat to just get dropped off and then walk home.
2: But that was um, prior to that. We had just done a couple of day hikes on the Florida Trail. We done a, a like we did the two... uh,
1: Seminole State Forest one.
2: Yeah, it was a day hike as part of the um, the Trail Walker, the, the Forest uh, Florida Forest Service Trail Walker. But both sections of the the Florida Trail that run through there. Mm-hmm. Are, uh, part of that. But this one um, was the first, I think, overnighter that we had done on the Florida Trail.
1: Well, and then. We did the Seminole State before the um, we did the Run for the Woods at the Seminole. Yeah, and that was hiked on the Florida the Trail. We hiked into uh, the shelter camp. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and that was almost this time last year, so we're running it again this year. And we're gonna bring um, my oldest daughter, who her trail name's Lionia, We're bringing her, and she's gonna camp with us the night before, and we'll wake up and do the 5K in the morning. Okay. So no, bring- is she gonna run the five 5- run the 5K too? She's probably going to walk and complain. (laughs) (laughs) But she really wants to do it. And she really wants a medal. And she really wants a shirt. And sometimes I just have to remind her. That they just don't give them to you. You actually have to (laughs) do
3: something. Right.
1: Yeah. So we've been. When she's here. We've been um, running with her. Doing intervals. And she's, she's getting way more into it. And she wants to do it. It's just you know. Just like adults. You want to work out and do these things. And then you're in the middle of it and it's hard. And,
2: yeah <laughs> and you yeah. want to
1: give up and you'd rather watch TV. But right, you no know it's gonna be better and, and, and at the end of the day and you're when you're done you're gonna feel good about yourself. And she definitely has that mentality. Right. So on this most recent hike you hiked from State Road
3: 50, which is near Christmas, right? That's mm-hmm. okay and then you guys live in Chuliota, right?
1: Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. So I, that trail has changed since I hiked it because it went Bronson state forest wasn't open yet. So we had a lot of road walking. So maybe you guys just talk about that hike. Um, like how you guys prepared, um, how many miles a day, favorite sections, that kind of thing.
2: Well, uh, ahead of the time we had kind of plotted out that we would stay at the, I believe it was the Joshua Creek campsite the first night. And then the second night was right on that econ, right by the bridge that, uh, the equestrian bridge that goes over the bridge actually got pretty damaged from Irma and the mm. flooding econ floods pretty crazy anyway, but you know, not technically supposed to cross the bridge, but technically we swam. <laughs> yeah,
1: we swam. Sure. <laughs>
2: but um, I had, I had kind of planned out the, the based on the distances we did, I think 12 the first day and then 14 the second. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started, we were originally going to Uber, but had my dad drop us off at 50 um, again, right before we, right before our campsites, we also stashed, a, like a gallon of water. Yeah. Each. So, yeah, I mean, earlier that week, we did, yeah, would like to, um, at some point get water to, to drink through the filters and I haven't quite learned that trick. Cause I know that, that if you're going to want to do longer, uh, sections of the trail you're gonna to have to find water along the way and you can't stash it like that obviously right but this is one of our first times doing a double overnighter so
1: yep and um he is the master planner for everything we do uh i just i just tag along <laughs> so he had um our gear all picked out everything we were gonna bring i had looked at people's um Instagram posts of, every, you know, they post the pictures of everything they have in their backpacks uh, mm-hmm. before they go on hikes a bit to see what kind of stuff other people bring um, and kind of gauged on. It was more a learning, I think experience with us to see what we needed and what we didn't need that we brought with us. I mean, I think we, we, we used everything we brought and I can't say that we uh, missed anything. No, no. So, uh, Brought the uh, perfect amount of uh, things. It seemed. Um,
2: Again, we got to figure the water yeah. thing out. Where to where to collect it? And have an idea. And we could have. There were definitely water spots that we could have pulled out of the little creeks and stuff. And I wouldn't even mind that. But it was nice to have the gallon stash ahead of time. We kind of went for that since we had already stashed <laughs> them. So yeah, but it was definitely intentional that we set all this up really close to our house and close to a city too, so that we could call in case we needed something or.
1: Yeah. Since it like was a our
2: lifeline or something. It's our first time doing like a double nighter on a trail like that. So And we've
1: done primitive camping before where, you know, you're away from, from society, just not on the Florida trail. Um, but I, I just, it, I loved it so much. The first day we were a bit sore um, I remember taking a, a nap on a bench halfway through, uh, but we seemed to, of uh, the second day was a lot smoother. I don't know if it was the ibuprofen I would, I took <laughs> or what, but, uh, I was, I was really sad when it was over. Um, we wanted you know, to
2: keep going. we woke but, up that morning.
1: Yeah. We wanted to keep, keep going definitely. But unfortunately with the kids and, uh, we both work full time, it's not going to happen right. in the near future without a miracle but right
3: well there's so many people i mean on the the at we just run into so many different section hikers who you know they just plan like their two-week vacation every year is you know a 300 mile section of the at you know um yeah and you know people make it work somehow (laughs) eventually they get a trail done so i'm sure you guys will be able to figure out long sections you can do
1: No, and that's kind of what we're planning for our honeymoon is to uh, pick a long section of the Florida Trail to uh, hike together. Um, We're going back and forth on which sections we're going to want to do. And it's going to depend on, like, conditions of the trail flooding and all stuff like that. We would love to do the Panhandle and um, the Swanee, but, you know, with that, I, I don't really know the conditions of what they'll be when we're at that time period. Yeah. Mhm. And I I want to do Ocean to Lake really bad
3: too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good section. I mean, the Ocean to Lake is good because you also you get a little right there before you get into Jonathan Dickinson there's like a road crossing. So you get a little bit of like civilization. I think there was I remember there being a pizza place, there's a gas station. So you get to kind of like okay, rejuvenate before you finish up the rest of the hike. So I don't know. I think you guys could do any of those sections or sound good to me. So yeah, we're excited. We're
1: leaving it up in the air, you know, yeah. um, we're just going to schedule off the time and then figure out the location. Later. <laughs>
3: yeah. He said he's like the planner and organizer. I saw you guys have a whole bunch of posts about organizing all your camping gear. And I don't think people really talk about that too much. Um, I know you guys are probably more like, um, you know, front, country camping you know at a, at a at a campsite at a state park but that interests me as well because that's what i that's my situation in life as well right now too um so maybe you guys could talk about organization what kind of gear you guys have um what type of backpackers you guys are because i think you guys might be a little bit on not ultra light but on the lighter side of things
2: yeah, yeah definitely i to go as light as possible. With the bags.
1: Like I'm not sleeping on a Ziploc full of leaves, but it's light as light
2: uh,
1: as comfortable, um, <laughs> light and comfortable, a little mix of both. But um, yeah, definitely. I think, I think um, the comfort that you lose at night when you're sleeping, when you go lightweight, sometimes is far is way worth the, uh, Added weight when you're hiking and the comfort throughout your day, you right? Know? So I don't need like a big quilt and giant pillows. We have some inflatable pillows um, and inflatable sleeping pads, which um, most of my camping I've done here. So I learned during our uh, Swanee River, we did a Swanee River paddle with the Florida Trail group, that uh, those pads are not good when it's cold outside. Um. <laughs> you need some insulation underneath you. Um, it was it was it was pretty chilly that when night. In the 30s. Yeah, it was like thirty <laughs> degrees, and the ground was freezing. So, <laughs> we're
3: are they the ther- are they the ThermaRest uh, yellow inflatable ones, or
1: it's like a green? I can't remember mm-hmm. what brand it is. Blinded. A green,
2: a little blow up. Uh... Okay.
1: Yeah, there's no there's no insulation in those ones, so we're gonna. Need a upgrade uh, for any winter hikes we do. Lightweight. <laughs> yeah. But haven't done that yet. We did get some nicer blankets that are very uh, thermal after that trip that are really lightweight as well.
2: Those are cool. That was on a suggestion. The snug pack. Those keep you really warm. It's just like a camping blanket. But uh, uh,
1: Yeah, super light and water resistant. But um, we, as far as organizing the trips... That's him, and packing the stuff is him, but when it came to organizing the uh, supplies in general at her house, that was more me. She's good
2: at <laughs> putting the stuff away in an organized fashion. You know, because
1: a lot of times, you know, our, our garage was a mess, and we were just climbing over things every time we, we were trying to find stuff, and it's all buried from our trips, and we'd never pack yeah. up quite as well as we should have when we got home so one day i was just like empty out the garage put everything outside we built the wooden shelves and i got some bins labeled them all so one has all the sleeping systems in it so pillows sleeping pads um mattresses all all the stuff like that in one bin and then in another bins all the cookware and another bin is um like batteries and a thermocell for the mosquitoes and more electronic things. Just kind of put things in in a different organized uh place. That being said, we don't always remember to bring them.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, year, um, so for the first for the first year or so of our adventures and going to these parks and stuff, it was like a camping pile. It was like grab this, this, this and <laughs> this and then hopefully we got everything make a list. Now we don't really need to make a list so much. It's just go through the different bins and, and put everything in the car and go. So it definitely makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah. We do a lot of different kind of camping too. So if we have the kids, we bring the bigger tent, the air mattresses, sleeping bags and stuff like that. But um, a lot of times with us we'll bring, well, we have a pop-up tent, so we'll bring that one. But if we're hiking in anywhere, we bring the lightweight tent with us, sleeping pads. Um, and it's super easy to do that, and we do some um, kayaking and um, canoeing camping um, in Canaveral a lot, um, where we'll paddle to the islands, so we have like some equipment that we bring on those kind of trips that we wouldn't bring on others, Um, dry dry bags, stuff like that, so just kind of having everything in little sections so it's easy to find. A lot of the stuff we do is planned in advance, and a lot of the stuff we do is uh, last minute spontaneous things. Definitely. so it's nice to just have everything ready to go um and typically what happens is friday comes we get off of work well thursday comes we load up the car we go to work <laughs> yeah <laughs> we go to work and friday we're ready to go wherever it is we've planned on going um
2: stay the at- night at a park and then go further out it's really um advantageous being in the center of the state as far as going around to these different state parks and the different parts of the trails and stuff that we can just shoot out in any direction on a weekend.
1: Yeah. And it helps my aunt lives in Donellan, So, um, it, it's, I have a big family. So sometimes she has a lot of people over, but I always just say, can I come over? I'm going to camp in your yard. <laughs> <laughs> and she's fine. And sometimes no one's there and we stay in the house. Um, but she's right. She's right off the rainbow river. So oh, nice. We'll go. Um, uh, we've paddled and snorkeled and tubes down that and and uh that's that one's a, a fun run. A beautiful river. Beautiful river um to go on. But yeah, so
3: yeah. So you guys, I guess doing all of this all year because I know you know it gets pretty hot and buggy in the middle of summer, but I guess maybe you're just switching to paddling instead of hiking.
1: Yeah, we do it all year long. And the funny thing is I said we go to Mosquito Lagoon and uh I think we consecutively
2: two consecutive years consecutively two years in the <laughs> summertime and the worst
1: time of the year and we Thunder get eaten so alive. And I I said last year and I said this year too, we need to do it in the winter, fall, or spring sometimes and we still
2: haven't. <laughs> Here we are going into the spring. We should go
3: soon. <laughs> yeah. It goes yeah. so fast, like planning and trying to think of where everywhere you want to go. And then soon, soon it's gone. So
2: mm-hmm. yeah, the heat and the bugs don't really bother us too much. I mean, definitely more bug spray or we, we actually, the thermostat works for us pretty well in most situations. Um Glad that I discovered that. But as far as the heat, I mean,
1: it... I, I, I get overheated a little easier than he does. And we did, a section of the Florida Trail. Um, that was the Florida Trail, right? Yes. Yes, through, um, was
2: Going to um, Hidden Pond. Hidden Pond. Juniper, oh, July. yeah.
1: So, usually in the summertime, because we did that in like June or July.
2: It was middle of the summer. Middle of the summer. Oh. We just
1: try to get out as early as possible to avoid the the most intense heat. But I remember on the way back, I wanted to do the Yearling Trail as well. But I started overheating and we had, <laughs> had to call it a day. <laughs> Um
2: we were really excited to see that pond. Yeah. Well, and there's there's not a lot of cover. I,
1: I remember before we went being like, oh, like some pond in the middle of the the uh, forest. I'm probably not gonna want to like jump in it because won't we'll be able to see the bottom. And that was like the most beautiful pond I had ever seen in my life by the time we got to it. And yeah, I, I, I skidded off the water, it ran in so bad. <laughs> Well, there's not a lot
3: of tree cover in that section, so it's pretty hot. And yeah. I mean, even yeah. when I when even in the winter, it can be pretty like hard with the sun.
1: And we are, I think we had the worst horsefly. One little section, experience really. Experience. <laughs>
2: with jays, where there were also like a swarm of horseflies, we just had to run through that area. <laughs> yeah, we just like
1: just run as fast as you can.
2: <laughs> it was It was awesome. And it's yeah. really cool to see Florida in general and on the trails. It's a really almost a totally different place in the summertime than it is in the wintertime, seeing all the the foliage and everything where you would normally like with the cypress trees and just there's the cypress trees are all bare in the wintertime. And it's just looks totally different. So it's a big, big payoff going out in the summertime as well. And and just dealing with the the heat and the bugs and stuff just to see another side of Florida.
1: Yeah. And you just have to manage your time, get out early Mm -hmm.
2: before intense
1: heat. Um,
2: Kind of storms.
1: prepare yourself by learning what type of trail and uh, the conditions are, like the tree cover and lack thereof. Because we did read a lot about it and know that there there wasn't going to be that much. Yeah. <laughs> prior to going out, we're actually going to be doing that section again with um, Bill, who's is he the head of our chapter? Yeah. Um. Do what? How long are we new? Like, is it like thirty miles?
2: Um, seven, 10, yeah i don't know and but and six or something 16 or something <laughs> so, like that.
1: yeah we're going to be doing a, a larger portion of that section of the trail um in the juniper
2: wilderness, the
1: juniper wilderness coming up soon with the Florida trail um members and uh they put it on meetup so other people show up too sometimes you know and that's fine so i'm excited for that um and one thing i've noticed that i wanted to bring up too is i i wish uh younger people participated in the actual meetings more. And I know like we can't really do maintenance that much because I have my kids
2: nine to five. and
1: we have a nine to five. So we can't do the trail maintenance as often as we'd like, but we do it when we can, even if it's once a year. Um, just people participating in that stuff some more, um, and even if you can't do the the uh, maintenance, just coming to the meetings, they're at least. I don't know how other people's chapters are, but they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool, and they're pretty informative, and everyone's really weird in the best way. <laughs> <laughs> I love them all, and just you meet so many characters with yes, so many are. stories to yeah. tell, and so many different opinions on mm-hmm. geocachers and horseback riders. I
3: think they were. That doesn't sound like those are good, positive things about geocachers and horseback
1: riders. No. <laughs> and I, yeah, when we mentioned, oh, well, we geocache, we do get um a nice roll of the eye <laughs> from from some people. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. I, I like it all. We can, We can all get along. And, you know, and to, another thing, too, is uh, I think the um, hikers' relationship with the hunters and and vice versa. We did one recently
2: where... Uh, that can improve some. That I'm can
1: improve a little bit.
2: Can live with each other. I mean, it, it's always unnerving being out there with the hunters. But, uh, I mean, as long as you're wearing orange, and we've come across some before that are actually really friendly. So, mm-hmm. it depends. And then some of them are a little gruff. Like, what are you doing out here? <laughs>
1: You know, yeah, we we didn't. It wasn't in the Florida Trail, but we hiked. Wasn't the Florida Trail part of the park, Charles Bronson, where we ran into that
2: that shirtless man in a pond with the bow and (laughs) arrow? With the
1: bow and arrow, telling you can't go that way. He was just, he was, you know, and I think it was just um, different styles of speaking. I think he was being friendly and just telling us not to go a certain direction because people might shoot you oh. <laughs> <laughs> So we chose to go a different direction.
3: <laughs> smart, smart.
2: <laughs> knowing when hunting season helps a lot with that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I mean, I definitely think like most of the time when we were hiking anywhere in Florida, we it would be hunters or fishermen we'd come across. It was rarely I mean, maybe in a more populated area like Ocala or, or closer to a city would we run into, you know, other hikers. But yeah, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, there's a good chance it's gonna be some other person you utilizing that space than a hiker. Yeah.
1: And it's, you know, it's a shared space. We got to, I don't know when we ran into the last section of um, hunters, they, they were super friendly. So, <laughs> you know, we, they were actually camping. Um, and what forest was that? Um, oh, Mayaka. Yeah, they were State camping um, by the river, you know, and we had just, we wanted to check out the campsite and then saw that they were there. And at first I was a little nervous that they'd be, you know what are you doing here um mm-hmm. yeah they were super, friendly. super nice super friendly, telling us that they didn't cat <laughs> that they weren't having any luck <laughs> they shot a rabbit or yeah a rabbit or a squirrel or something, and that was about it It was i think small game yeah. season so yeah. and we we unfortunately did not research about one, the hiking season, season or yeah. about the hunting season, so we did we weren't prepared and we got there and the um the uh, ranger informed us, but he also eased our worries a little bit because we were like, "Well, maybe we shouldn't go." And he's like, "Oh no, you're going to be fine in the section you're at. It's not, a, you know." And it was it was a good hike. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: something I don't usually think about. I think my husband thinks about it a little bit more, just because I don't know he's a little more knowledgeable about that. But um, yeah, I I've gone out before and I don't even think about it. And we were like I said, we were just hiking last weekend and we saw several hunters going in. We and then we saw like a. Someone lost their 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 arrow and we packed it out. And I don't think about those things as often, but I know the seasons are you know more winter time. But there's not these other little seasons like you said, small game and sort of things like that. That
1: yeah, it is helpful
3: I, to look up on.
1: He doesn't. He does it all. I had no idea about any of it, hunting seasons or different kinds of hunting seasons. I I was. He taught me everything about that. So. <laughs>
2: With a little Google magic, it's it's definitely worth doing before going out on trails. A lot of the Florida trails and in, in hunting lands, when it's in the state forests and stuff, especially the water management areas, um, but just Googling um, where you're going and typing hunting season behind it, will usually pull up the FWC website, and you can look at the brochure, find out when the hunting dates are and everything, and that's definitely something to consider beforehand.
1: Especially with us doing, because uh, uh, I think you wanted us to mention the Trailblazer Program. With oh, yeah. That, those, pretty mu- those all take place in state forests. And I think one of the only ones that doesn't have hunting is, is our section of the econ.
2: Little Big Econ. Yeah. It's, it's probably the most heavy trafficked portion of the Florida Trail as well. Because everybody from the city, as far as uh, going out into the woods, they go to the econ. Little Big Econ, walk up and down the river. It's um, beautiful state forest, um, but again, because there's no hunting there, and uh, the Florida Trail runs right through it, it's a prime spot for hiking.
1: But yeah, we're working. We we're working on getting our. They give you little patches with the Trailblazer program. So when you do your first ten hikes, you get um, your big main patch, and then so we're like adult like boy scouts <laughs> <laughs> with our little hiking vest, <laughs> our little hiking vest and our little hiking costume we made for ourselves <laughs> <laughs> um and then when you do 10 more you get a what's the second one trail, trail the trail blazer patch so the first one's trail walker second one's trail blazer and we're working on our trail master patch right now which is uh 30 hikes in uh, state forest and you have to do different forests and different hikes they don't want you to do like
2: you have to pick from a specific yeah list. they have
1: a very specific specific, wow. specific <laughs> uh, you, you did that to me there's a very specific list um of ones to pick from uh you can't just pick any hike there's certain ones that are in the program and um,
2: six more for trail master so. and the,
1: the kids i think they're they've done two yes they've done two with and us they, they
2: get excited about that and that helps them along the trail too.
1: Knowing that they're going to earn a patch. They, yeah. they like those kind of things. Not just them, us too.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Um, I want to backtrack a little bit. Um, who, what chapter is your Florida Trail Association chapter? And I guess maybe talk a little bit about, I mean, you need to talk about going to meetings, but um, what, what, happens at meetings and what's covered and and so if people were interested in attending a meeting what what that way they would know what goes on
2: yeah so the the central florida chapter is our chapter and they they put it out there anybody can go you don't have to be a member of the florida trail you go they've got uh, benches set up they talk about uh, the goings on they do a whole lot of little events where they they have people put together these hikes and and kayak trips, and they, they have a little newsletter they distribute, and they go over all those events first. Talk about goings on and everything, and then then they have a speaker kind of close out the night. Um, really cool stuff they talk about. The last one was a
1: last one was um, all about uh, sea turtles. Um, I can't remember the name okay. of the the group that that did the present pre- presentation, but um, it this gentleman was a. Um, what was it in new guinea
2: new, new guinea i, I
1: like can't that. remember where but he Guiana. Uh, Guiana yes yeah. he um he was protecting the sea turtles there because there was so much hunting for the meat by the uh, people who lived Native. there and just teaching them uh conservation and you know i think he said at some point like every sea turtle that came to shore was killed and cooked every single yeah day. Um, and just teaching them and preserving the population, um, it was really informative. And just finding out that their um, headquarters is right here in Oviedo, I didn't even know about it.
2: The Chilean Institute, I think. The Chilean
1: Institute, yeah. A hmm.
2: baton for turtles, yeah. Those guys get the the biggest collection of turtle specimens, yeah, in species. the world, and it's right here in Oviedo, but. They do these really cool speakers with every one of these ones that we've
1: gone. To. Yeah. We had a speaker come, um, teaching about the history of the Oregon trail. And, uh, he had, uh, driven and uh, driven and hiked a lot, a lot of it and taken pictures and kind of shared it with everybody. Um, which I'm not practicing anymore, but it was interesting to me because I was raised Mormon and a lot of the, um, Mormon, uh, pioneer trail was along the same lines and kind of getting mm-hmm. the different histories of things I learned growing up along with that, you know, it's just really informative. Some people might not be interested in that kind of thing. And, but I, we really like it learning the, the different things. And each meeting they talk about something different, different variety.
2: It lasts about two hours. Yep. And uh, they have and snacks
1: the and come there, eat some snacks and <laughs> yeah, they have a raffle. <laughs> So everyone gets a $5 raffle ticket. And um, the way our chapter works, I don't know how they all do, but uh, whoever wins the raffle gets half the money they collected. Most of the time, the person puts that half right back in. <laughs> right back into their pot. I mean, I don't know if that's most of the time, but I've seen it a few times that that's the case. And I think that's our plan if we ever win the raffle.
2: <laughs> it's totally free, and encourage people that aren't even part of the Florida Trail Association to attend and just just check it out. And I've
1: never seen them uh, be super pushy about getting people to join or anything like that. Just participate. They just want people to know about the trail. You know, they want to get the work out. Um, I know they'll be at the uh, Welcome to the Woods event in the Seminole State Forest. Uh, That's actually how we found out about the chapter meetings in our area. I guess we knew about it, but never really thought about going, but there was a gentleman there who had the schedule and uh, of events and everything they had going on at a table. And we took it and we're like, Hey, this is, you know, this is doable. We can go to some of these sometime. And it was, it was a little while later before they, we attended them because they used to be kind of far from our house. Um, But they relocated the location
2: um, of the meetings a little
1: more centralized, I think. So more people would attend. Um, I believe before they were
2: in Waqaba State Park.
1: Yeah. Which is, yeah. I don't know about everyone, but a little far for us. So we it's did, cool yeah. It's a
2: location, but it is kind of far stretches of uh, Seminole County.
1: And we took the kids to our first event, remember? In the Seminole State Forest. Yeah. We found out about, I can't remember what it was called, but it was geared... Welcome m- to the Woods. M- well, ge- geared more towards families. It was. It was called Welcome to the Woods, it was, that yeah, one? Yeah, it
2: was put on by the Forest Service.
1: Okay, so... um yeah, we all went out and it was like you went out and met at the uh shelter camp in the Seminole State Forest at night and they had a big bonfire and there's kids playing around and just people of all age groups just sitting around the fire talking about the Florida Trail. I believe there was a guy in a kilt with a sword yeah. there too <laughs> that for some reason I think he just happened to, to come across it. I don't know like he wasn't a he didn't yeah. know about it, but everyone just welcomed him.
2: Interesting. Fucking- <laughs> <laughs> the Wild and Scenic Film Festival uh, is next weekend, and that looks really cool. We went last year.
1: um Yeah, the Florida Trail puts that on. It's at Big Cypress, right? No, no Swamphead. Sorry, Swamphead Brewery, Swamphead in, Gainesville. Brewery um, in Gainesville. And uh last year we stumbled upon it. Actually, we were already members of the Florida Trail, and I, I remember. Um, we had our Florida Trail hats on and our vest, and we, <laughs> we, we, had a, we had gone hiking, I think, was it Rainbow River area? I can't yeah. remember. We were we,
2: doing some of the trail walker trails for the forest.
1: Yeah, and we I go, oh, let's go to the brewery. One of the things we like to do when we're out exploring is try different um, microbrews in the area and have a flight or whatever. And we got there, and there was Florida Trail people everywhere. And I was like, what? (laughs) What is going on? And we found it. I mean, and then I remembered, oh, I think I saw this on their Facebook page, but I didn't look into it. So we just happened to stumble upon it last year. But this year, we're going to go again. And on the same day, actually, right down the street from us, they're having billy goat days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, less than two miles from my house. (laughs) So...
2: yeah, same day. So same we're day. We're going to
1: that in the morning. I think we're planning on bringing some chili for uh, any hikers that are coming through. Uh, and then after that, we're heading to the film festival.
2: Drive up to Gainesville. Yep. <laughs> Camp at uh, Payne's Prairie. So.
1: Oh, yeah. nice. Yep. So that will be exciting.
3: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a fun day. I wish. Uh, have you Have you guys done Billy Goat Day before? We have not. No. no. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I wish because we were hiking through that. I, we didn't realize who Billy Goat was. Nobody really kind of explained like the significance of who he was. As so we had the opportunity to go, um, Chuck Norris and Tigger and that group was, would have picked us up and taken us. Um, they, they did made, end up meeting a friend of ours we were hiking with and he went down there. Um, so now I kick myself because I realize like the significance of it all, and um some kind of jealous you guys are getting to go, but that's awesome that's It's turning into a, a much a bigger event, I think, every year, and I'm glad that they are they're putting it together.
1: Yeah, I was kind of uh pleasantly surprised when I saw the location. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, shoot, if anyone needs anything, if they forget <laughs> anything, we can just go home and get it and <laughs> bring it out to them, so it's, right it's down the street. It, yeah, right down the road from us.
3: That's great. Now, for the Wild and Scenic Film Festival, did you guys um, actually watch any movies, or are you guys planning to do that this year, or is it more like a social thing?
1: No, well, it's both, and we did watch movies last time. They um,
2: a projector set up outside. They had a
1: projector, yeah, set up outside. Uh, I, I, there was a few different ones. I can't recall, like, major details about anyone. I know there was... Um, one that was particularly interesting to me about this woman hiker um, in somewhere in Europe. I can't remember, but she hiked barefoot all the time. And it was just probably one of the first female or not, you know, first, yeah. I guess, renowned female hikers in the area. And just how, what a wild spirit she was and everything. That, that one stood out to me particularly. Um, but they, they had that. And it's more social, too. They have different booths set up. I think REI was there and. A few other sponsors, and then of course it's at a brewery, and um, the brewery dedicates a tap to the Florida Trail and changes the name of the uh, beer Trail for Ale. the <laughs> for the day, the Florida Trail Ale. <laughs> and oh, that's all the cool. Proceeds from that one go to the Florida Trail.
2: Yeah, for... a lot of it goes to the Florida Trail mm-hmm. the tickets and everything, so yeah, it's a good thing for them for the association. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. Too. A lot of uh, schmoozing and just hanging out, watching movies and relaxing. It's um, interesting because their headquarters are in Gainesville, but the Florida Trail really doesn't go very close to Gainesville. Yeah, I guess it's a centralized location. It's a good place to be. Yeah,
3: um, I think it used to be in Tallahassee. I feel like um,
0: initially, I think yeah,
1: with their something was up with their building, like mold or something. Yeah,
0: something but happened. It, it,
1: yeah, they have to and I think that if I remember hearing correctly, the plot of land that it's on is like super tiny. So they can't really they don't they want to find a different location for it. I mean, I I don't know everything, just things I've overheard.
2: Um would be neat if eventually they got a little plot that's like right on where the trail passes.
1: That would be
3: amazing. <laughs> well, it'd be like it'd be cool like the ATC um you know in Harper's Ferry so you get your picture taken halfway through and yeah. That would be really neat.
1: That would be neat. And it's kind of neat because the more we get to know the um, organizers of the Florida Trail, we, like, run into them in weird places. We went to Gainesville. Or I guess it wasn't a weird place because it was in Gainesville. But we went out to dinner one night and ran into their marketing director having, like, dinner with her family. (laughs) It was like, oh, you know, we'll leave each other. I, you know, didn't want to intrude. But it was kind of nice saying hi for a moment, you know. Right. And just seeing people.
3: I think the hiker world is actually smaller than we realize. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of interconnectedness.
1: Um,
3: I want to switch, switch tracks just a little bit. I want to talk about your cool painting wall that you guys, I guess just kind of wrapped up. Yeah. Like how did,
1: how did that, was that conceived and who did all (laughs) that work? That's really cool. We, the, the work was shared between us Um, growing up. I always did art and, I don't know how it happened, but I somehow fell into um, mural art as a side job um, from probably like the age of like 15. Oh, hold on. My thing's messing up. Probably the age of 15 to recently, I did it quite often. Um, I don't have the time for it for other people anymore. So, And the weird thing is I'd never really done anything in my own house except for maybe my kids' rooms. And he had come in or where he had moved in with me and we had um, done a few things. We painted a big um, Florida trail flag, which we have Yeah, <laughs> I like that. back there on a piece of fence that blew down during one of the hurricanes and hung that up and did a few other things around the house. And I remember he had the map for the section of the Florida trail that runs past our house and we were looking at it and I look up at the wall and he, and we both kind of thought of it at the same time. and like, kind of.
2: I don't even know how. Uh, yeah, I mean, you I kinda just kind of looked at it and did it on the wall. we like, you know, <laughs> this would look really cool on this whole side of our living room.
1: You know, and uh, I'll hey. never be able to sell my house. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just kind of the way I um, I've uh, approached just from doing murals and learning what works and doesn't work for me is uh, we drew a grid out with chalk because chalk's easy to paint over and you don't have to worry about when you're done there being pencil or crown or markers or whatever on the wall.
2: One foot grid. And we did
1: one foot grid all over the whole wall. And the the map. map itself is gridded. Right. So one foot square was one square on the map. We just did section by section where I would go through and draw everything out in chalk. And then he would go through behind me and paint and I paint too, so we'd, but um, at first I think it was mostly finishing she is, up the she's drawing.
2: Artist. She, she drew most of it out and then I was filling it in and adding the, the colors and everything. So like I'd that.
1: draw a lake and put B inside of it so he knew to paint it blue <laughs> and <laughs> draw something else and put G for green, you know, just, just to make it uh, quick and easy.
2: What did and it take us about six seven months it
1: what? took us a while because little by little. um I share custody with my kids with their father so that's something I don't want to do with them in the house and yeah I, I want them to help <laughs> yeah. with things that would that one would have been oh, a little yeah. difficult with uh at the time a four year old and a seven year old
2: bunch of hand shaped lakes yep um
1: <laughs> so we could only do it on times that they were they weren't home and Days when we didn't have anything planned, which we, (laughs) as I think you've seen, usually always have something planned. So it it took a while, but uh, you know, just a lot of times working on it on um, weekdays after work, after dinner, staying up and painting. It was a lot of fun. It was kind
2: of cool seeing it in stages even on the wall. Um, We would have the all painted and then the grid would come out with some chalk marks on it. Like little by little, it was getting done. But it was
1: neat. Yeah, it and I think fun. it was just a couple months ago we were finally like, you know, we need to we, finish this we need to finish this <laughs> out and get it done because there was such. I think there was like a, I don't know, like just a tiny section left that we let sit there for for a while, and uh, you know, and it's not one hundred percent complete. Little there's there's over. little touches and details we want to add, and we will do them as time allows. So, <laughs> but it's it's a good spot for me right now. No, it's really cool. I mean,
3: i've I've never seen anybody do anything like that. And a, it just means just I don't know. It shows how much you guys like the Florida Trail and Florida itself. And um, I don't know. It's just a neat little touch to add to your house. So
1: one of the things I think neat is because the Florida Trail is always uh, changing on routes. So it's uh, we've painted it and it's already been rerouted. So it's not (laughs) even it's not even anymore. But it's kind of neat because where it is, we have it um, running right past her house. So we have a little star indicating yeah, like you are you here. Are here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's cool. That older. is cool. you know. Um, ultimately, that was p- also part of the inspiration of, of doing our, our two-day two trip through Charles Bronson and everything. Because that section is the section that we went on the trail. So we come home after doing that trip and we're like, look, look did this up to here and then back down here.
1: Yeah, as soon as we finish, I'm like, you know, we have to hike this whole part now, right? city. But
2: we'll
3: do it. Um oh, I was like, I knew there was something I want to talk about. Yeah, so I mean, since it's right by your house, how often are you guys out there going, you know, just like take a little hike out there or going for a run because you guys like to run too. Um, or is it you guys just always are going other places instead of nearby?
1: It's both recent. More recently, it's been more other places. When we were first dating, we actually planned a night geocache um, that we set out ourselves in the econ. And we went out like all the time just researching it. And it was all it's all with the night geocache that we did is all with reflectors. Mm mm-hmm. so- Trail. And it's all on the Florida trail. So we went out putting the reflectors out on the trees and figuring out where we were going to hide it and what we were going to put in it, you know. And, and we went out there for a few weeks getting that done. And we were on it all the time. We still do go out there fairly often. But, um, I just, like I said, more recently, we've been uh, venturing out a little more because we want to complete the uh, trail walker program. So we've been going to other forests. Uh yeah.
2: It's awesome that it's right here, though. Yeah, I mean the, the econ's beautiful. The both sides of the econ, the Charles Bronson, and just having a huge section of the Florida Trail right here, and, and as well maintained it is as it is, it's really great to have that right here.
1: And that was another thing about the hike we did because they had just maintained part yeah. of it, <laughs> but then there was also another section that they they weren't maintaining until like the Those week wood, afterwards. Okay. So, and that one was man we we had hitchhikers all over us, like, oh. so um a little
2: bit of bushwhacking, and, and yeah, on the,
1: on the trail itself, some bushwhacking, and um, I remember a few weeks later, we were at a one of the um chapter meetings, and they had me- they had pictures of all the trail maintenance they had done <laughs> right afterwards, I'm like, oh, it looks so much nicer, <laughs> yeah, there was one campsite that was just.
2: Overgrown. Uh, so that's what overground. happens after yeah. a year of no, no trail maintenance. I mean, it's really, that, that just kind of underlines the, or underscores the, the need for trail maintenance as well.
1: And not to be uh, political, but this government shutdown right now is, is really pretty, oh, yeah. <laughs> buddy.
2: We can't work on the trail. Yeah, the no one can trail work on the
1: Florida Trail right now. And this is the season this. to be doing it. So no trail maintenance is going to be, is being done um with scary. the exception of the side trails they can maintain the blue trails and the white trails and every other trail but they can't maintain the florida trail ah, so ridiculous so they can't do any of the orange blaze it's
2: because it's part of the u.s forest service yeah right right so
3: ah, so far reaching so frustrating <laughs> <laughs> um well i mean i think also that highlights like maybe even under use um, if it's growing up that fast and people aren't using the trail as often as they should be with, you know, such a high population nearby. Do you, do you think people are using the trail as much as it should be? Or is, I mean, I guess, do you have an idea?
1: Sections that, of it are highly used, but that section, no, but that section we went on is not, is not used. Uh, I don't think
2: it's as very well, often. Though. Yeah. The econ definitely. And, that, and that's probably just worn down from people being on it all the time. They probably don't even have to maintain anything that, really. that <laughs> much. I mean, they got to build the, the little walkways and stuff that have going over.
1: The walkways the little, are super cool. And I don't know if it's so neat. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we actually got to maintain one. So it was kind of fun on our hike. We had, um, when we did our trail uh, maintenance with the Florida Trail, we had replaced this giant beam that had rotted out. So it was kind of fun when we went back on our hike say hey there's that that beam we replaced right there you know and uh we painted those blazes over there you know so that was that was kind of a neat experience but you know a lot of it is because it's not used but then part of it is because we get a lot of rain and grass grows really fast yeah, yeah. um especially that blue section of uh on panorama trail which is maintained by the Florida trail but it's not actually on floor trail. We went to go um do a trail run in that end. No way. we we yeah, we didn't even <laughs> it was <so laughs> overgrown. We we had to figure out a different location.
2: We did get to that one uh, part of the econ when we did our two day hike that was just through these super thick grasses, but somebody had just done some trail maintenance and mowed. Yeah,
1: there was this one little
2: mowed trail through there. Right? <laughs> the grass was freshly mowed right there, but on the sides it was head high digging through it to get to
1: yeah we got more rain last year than we typically do so I think it was a little worse this year than than it has been right Right.
3: Um, the other thing I want to talk about is the gateway community passport you guys are
1: doing that right we are we only have the one one stamp right now um red cypress. yeah red cypress and we need to go back there's a place that's right next door to it that has stamps too but they didn't um they, it was very new when we started it so the people who worked there weren't um fully informed yet and they didn't ha- i don't i don't know if they didn't have the stamp or didn't know where it was so we have to go back to that one and there's a few others in our area we've been wanting to do it more recently we just haven't been um, near any of the communities that have the the stamp recently, so we'll, really cool we'll be bringing it with us to uh, Swamphead because I think they have one, right? Not sure. I'm huh. pretty sure they do, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I would like to have have
3: the person who's in charge of that on the podcast, but maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Um, well, at least whatever you're familiar with.
1: Well, with our area, it seems it seems like they're kind of spread out somewhere near the trail, some aren't. And at least the ones that we, the one we got and the ones in our area, because we're not far from the trail. It seems really neat to me because it's right across the street from the Florida Trail. So they can go into the brewery and get a stamp real quick yeah, right okay. there. They
2: could stop right on they the They could trail. just stop
1: right on the trail. Some of them are a little further off. Um, so I don't know... If it's mostly day hikers that would be doing that, because I can't see someone doing a full through hike, wanting to right. uh, hike eight miles or well, whatever like, it is to, to uh, get a stamp somewhere. But, you know, there are trail angels that can help with that too, I guess. That's true.
2: <laughs> kind of designed as a, I mean, they say, they call it gateway communities. Um, kind of designed to just to more of an outreach of, of people realizing, hey, in my city, we've got the Florida Trail right here. So yeah, kind
1: of to inform people. I know when we went to the brewery, they were super excited about it. Um, we were the first ones that came for a stamp there, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were very, really cool. they were very, they were just like you know us talking about it with them. They they were really into it, and I kind of think that the program is designed to get people interested. Yeah, in right. the Florida Trail itself, so. I thought that was, you know, their enthusiasm was, was really neat.
2: <laughs> cool form of outreach. For yeah. Sure. Well, we've got the one stamp so far. And it's really the beginnings of the program still, uh, you can tell. And there's key cities that you can go to that are sort of along the the trail. I think Keystone Heights is one that we, we plan to go up to, uh, hike a little bit of the, the trail in, in Goldhead Branch, maybe with the kids, mm-hmm. and plan a little... Uh, a little weekend getaway there and maybe get some more stamps up that way, but um, it's, it's still definitely in the works. But I think once they play it all out and get a bunch of locations along the trail, they really need to mm-hmm. fill in that passport.
1: Um, we that pizza place, what is it? Sop Choppy, Sop Choppy. We oh, went, yeah, we went there a couple months ago, I guess. Um, and I know that's one of the uh, stamps, and that is some delicious pizza yeah. that they have. <laughs> So, so I'm, I'm, I'll be excited to go back there and get a stamp. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, maybe we could wrap up. I don't want to like take too much of your time. Uh, cause, you know, it's late, but um, talk about some of your favorite places in Florida that people are probably overlooking. Um, whether it's paddling or hiking, or um, you know, just for an overnight camp tri- camping trip.
1: For me, it'd be a lot of the, um, maybe the places that people know, but the different things that they offer that people don't know. A lot of the primitive sections, like Canaveral has a primitive hiking section. They have all the primitive camping on the islands um, in the Mosquito Lagoon, and that's just an amazing place to camp. You go to sleep at night, and the the uh, silence is louder. <laughs> <laughs> you would imagine all the manatees and dolphins going by, uh, making noises all night long. It's 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 really cool. Um, that's one of my favorite areas uh, and all the different primitive campsitings is campsite campsites, uh, campsites, campsites <laughs> that the uh, state parks have. Um, we did. Uh, what was the first one we did? Lake Louisa. Lake Louisa was a uh, you hiked. Into short with, distance, a short
2: distance, like maybe a mile. Yeah,
1: and I just I I was not aware of all these primitive sites. Um,
2: you could totally do it even without a whole lot of gear. I mean, yeah. you'd have to have a, a somewhat light tent, but I think it's something that people it'd be easy to experience, and and that's a huge payoff. Just just hiking in like a quarter of a mile or not, some of them are like half a mile or, or not even a mile. You could bring your tent in and get out in the middle of nowhere and. And spend it uh, away from your car.
1: Away from little, people.
2: Away, yeah, <laughs> just just a, a, a totally different experience and definitely worth it.
1: And it's it's neat sometimes going out and you just don't run into anybody. I mean, you'd want more people to experience the trail, but it's also nice having it. <laughs> <here> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know when we did our, our three-day hike, we really only ran into...
2: Oh, man. Like four people. Four maybe. people.
1: Yeah. yeah. And they were like in groups.
2: Yeah. You know, so like
1: three groups or two groups of people you surprising. know
2: surprising i mean i guess that was thanksgiving weekends so yeah people might have been home or what that was our opt
1: outside yeah, definitely. program <laughs> was
2: really nice. black friday opt outside you know
1: um different different um just all the different rivers too to paddle um, all over. I had never been. He took me to Itchnitokne. I had never been on that before. The Rainbow River. There's just so many different places to paddle. There's tons I still haven't been to. Wiki Wachi. Wiki I haven't paddled it. I've been there. I, <laughs> the Juniper Run is is gorgeous. Um, I heard somebody say that they refer to that as like the divorce run. <laughs> 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 because uh, new. New couples. Kind of it, that one's a really shoulders. tight. Yeah, there's uh,
3: there's some arguments that have been had on that.
1: <laughs> if you're not experienced and you're Being the immersed. argumentative type, that is probably not the best one for you. <laughs> but we we had a blast.
2: <laughs> Being immersed in that in that wilderness and seeing Florida from the water is another totally different experience. Really, I mean, you you can hike up and down the the banks of rivers and stuff like that, but once you start taking a kayak down it, it's really interesting how how different it is to see down from a kayak up and, and accessing, accessing places of Florida that you normally wouldn't be unless you were floating down in the water.
1: So. Yeah, especially the swanee we had been out there yeah. before hiking yeah. and then we did a huge section of the river and it was I I was like, I don't I was here, I don't remember it looking like this. I'm like, this is amazing. Um that being said, the water level was pretty low. Yeah. I think um the people we were with were with the Florida Trail and had done it a few times, had said a few of them said it was the lowest they'd ever seen. So maybe the banks were a little higher than they usually are. Right. But it, it was really neat.
2: Yeah, we want to do more seconds of that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Look at the Suwannee River paddling trail where you can set that up as a um they've got campsites spaced out so you can go like 10 miles down the river, camp at a place, go 10 more miles and camp again. So it seems like that'd be a fun little trip to do as Mm -hmm. well.
3: Yeah. That was something when we hiked, we were, our Florida trail hike, that was the first time we had hiked up there and it really, I really kicked myself because we didn't expend the energy to get up to that way. We were not, we weren't central like you, we were down, you know, in South Florida. So kind of like hard to get up to the panhandle sometimes um but that was one of the most one of the things that i wish that we had done was been able to paddle that and to hike more along that area because it's such a gorgeous gorgeous yeah. section
2: it's beautiful there um the high high springs is or yeah or oh, white springs white, white springs, like springs. We're,
1: uh, we're we're we've already decided that's where we're retiring The first i just love it in white springs It's absolutely beautiful. But um, one other thing I did want to mention is that uh, we are going to be part of the uh, 2019 um, groundskeepers program. uh, Yes. uh, Hike with heart uh, who is um, going to be maintaining the Florida trail. So we're going to be focusing on waterways as well as the trail um, with our program. I think from what I've read, this is the first year that they're having, um, two dedicated teams a water a water's way waterway team and a trail team and we're kind of a hybrid of both which is yes. kind of neat. so <laughs> really
2: excited for that yeah and yeah that's I, awesome yeah
1: I the funny thing is I think I kept telling him we should we should apply for it we should apply for it we should apply and we kept not doing it it was like the day that the videos were due we were um, hiking in my we were hiking in Miyaka like, <laughs> and I pulled out my phone. I was like, let's we're recording it right now. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm like, they might not pick us and it doesn't matter. Um, let's just do it and see. i convinced that, that we weren't even going to be considered for just because uh, um, I think we spoke with you. I just assumed they'd want through hikers uh, for everything. But then I also was hopeful because we are out there a lot, you know, even right. though we're not doing it from point A to point Point B. So, um, we're on the
2: trails a lot. So, yeah. And we'll be cleaning. Usually, we clean them up um, when we're out. Anyway, I mean, that's that's a big important part. It's amazing how how much uh, garbage gathers out there in the woods. And um, bringing along a little shopping bag, a little plastic shopping bag, and filling that up, you can easily fill one of those up every time you go out for a hike. And it really doesn't even add a whole lot of weight to just take that stuff out with you. So yeah. we do that kind of stuff anyway. So again, we're we're excited about this because it could be a big old bag. And
1: my my personal goal um, for me is to hit up the Canaveral Seashore. We've done sections. There's there's a primitive section where no one really goes, and it's not necessarily trash from people littering. It's just. Trash that's just washed up on shore, right? Um, And nobody goes out there. And it's it's we every time we've gone out there, we're just like, oh my gosh, it's is such, it's just such a mess, you know. So I really, I really want to go out there and clean it up as much as I can. Um, You know, just looking forward to being more involved in that as well. I think the whole idea of the groundskeeper program is is pretty awesome, and I I followed them all last year. And it was, it was, I really got interested in it.
2: I think a big important part of that whole message, too, is trying to get people to understand. I mean, we're out there cleaning up, but but take a second to think before you toss your water bottle on the side of the trail or a or butri-green bar wrapper.
1: Or if you see something that's there, just take a second to pick yeah. it up, you know?
2: But just all all the way around. Be more I conscious. Mean, keeping people more conscious of disrespecting the earth and
1: and each other. Cause I don't want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know,
3: <laughs> I think one of the things I'm most amazed about are how many balloons I find in the middle of nowhere. Yep. And it's just, that just drives me nuts.
1: That's, uh, made me con- reconsider. Well, consider being the mean mom when we go to Publix and my kids ask for a balloon. Yeah. Like, no, you're, mm-hmm. you're fine. You don't need one. <laughs>
3: <Yep>. <laughs> no, I'm excited. You guys, uh, are, 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 are the groundskeepers are, I guess, in tandem with, uh, Hike With Heart. It's a little unconventional because while I like having that thru-hiker aspect, I feel like it also kind of alienates other people who are, who are outside all the time. And like you guys, um, and having that aspect of you guys involved and showing that, Hey, I'm, we're just, we're just people out hiking all the time and we're doing, um, it's more relatable, I think, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Making a difference. Very small yeah. the time. <laughs>
3: yep. <laughs> um, we'll touch on your blog. You guys write, uh, I don't know, is it you, Chelsea, that's writing all the time? No, it's
1: Chris that's writing all the time. Oh,
3: wow, okay.
1: Well, I do some of them, but he does the majority of the writing, and then I edit it and add the pictures and reformat them. Um, and yeah, I'm like we'll we'll collaborate on things. I'll, I'll when he does the rough draft, and I polish it up, and then he comes back and changes a few things again. Um, and then the Instagram, I do. And the Facebook, we have a group uh, that I run as well, um, which the Instagram was kind of just an accident. I didn't really, I had an Instagram account, but I never really used it that often. And um, I think my mom had gotten into some political arguments on Facebook and decided <laughs> she wasn't going to have it anymore, which lasted a, a, like a day or two. But she said, get an Instagram account so I can see all your mm-hmm. all your pictures. You should do that for your, your seekers page. And the funny thing is that seems to be one of the most popular things that we've we've done anyways um as far as posting the pictures and it seems a way more um positive uh media outlet than some of the other ones Yes. can have a bit yeah, of a negative tic- negativity to it and i really I really like following all the different um through hikers right now and all the <laughs> i I just really like using it in the seeing what everyone else has to share as well.
2: We've been talking about a a blog and threw the idea around for at least a year before we created it. I think we created it in June of last year. Yeah. We got the, just went ahead and got a website. Even before we named it, we coming up with the idea that was over a couple of days. We're like, "Eh." we wanted to say something, Florida, something, something about hiking. It's just, the alliterative Sunshine State Seekers. It's catchy. You know, the, the designing the logo and everything. I was just like,
1: we do all these things and we might, you know, even just for our own purposes, having our stuff documented to like look back on later. Um, I find fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'll go back and be like, ah, oh, what was that one park that I can't remember they had there? And I'll go back to my own blog post that we wrote. To- <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember what we did there. Now you know, so uh, that's kind of nice. I I want to start doing more because I I've done like a few more informal informal articles. Um, one like about supplies supplies you bring right. on a lightweight trip. I want to do one about um, focusing more on like a female hiker and what we need difference in difference to a a, a, a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it's just finding the time to do them. But I want to start doing a, a few more of those on my own where he does more of a a post about our uh, particular adventures.
3: I'm saying I just like it because you guys are so prolific. You mean you guys hike and then all this, you know, the next week you've got a blog post about it. And I think that's pretty <laughs> amazing. And the turnaround time.
1: We try. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's,
2: it's funny, the time is, is kind of.
1: Yes, we, we don't sleep um anymore. Yeah. No, that's, not
2: true. that's not true. Yeah. Yeah, between planning and, and going places like every every weekend or every other weekend and, and camping, I mean it's it's been amazing. But but finding the, the time too to write for the blog. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you, know, you make sacrifices. So we write for the blog, but I have like a three foot pile of laundry. <laughs>
3: Understandable.
1: <laughs> you know, the house is, is uh, well lived in.
2: <laughs> I'm hoping that people um, can can see it and see how accessible it is through through some of our posts. But again, trying to be informative with that stuff too. But but see how accessible it is, especially with the family and and going out there and all these different parks and trails and everything that Florida has to offer. It's such a beautiful, beautiful state. And it's totally under uh, underexplored and, and un- not understood well enough. I guess how easy and, and how many cool things there are to do here.
1: I think one of my least favorite compliments that I get about our post is like, "I love watching your stuff, so I can explore through that instead of going out and doing it myself." And I'm like, "No." no, no, no. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. Put your feet in the mud. Go do
1: it. Have fun. Get dirty hike skip a shower it's not that bad
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. well thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story your adventures um i think uh hearing your perspective on a lot of things is particularly about the fta meetings um your local hikes i think uh that's the kind of stuff i i want to hear and i think other people may want to hear too that may not get heard from if I was talking to a thru-hiker, so thank you for sharing that. No
1: problem. Thanks for thank having me. Thank you. Us.